And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thank you so much for being with us here on the program. Uh, today is going to be a very interesting day today because we're going to dive into something that I have uh, for some time over, I'd say the last five to seven years, I've struggled with trying to, to understand, trying to uh, sort of uh, put into proper perspective, at least what I think is proper perspective, and um, sort of say, no, nah, doesn't exist. It's not real. It's, uh, it's what the uh, Hindus call the Maya. Uh, it uh, could have a lot of different names. Uh, but it is also by uh, some, uh, uh, some people's uh, reckonings called, and I love the term, it's really very cool, the Matrix. We're going to talk about how to bust out of the Matrix and be free. We're going to talk about duality. We're going to talk about that thing, I'll call it, duality, that, as I said, that I've been struggling with and saying, wait a minute, there, there was no duality before I got here. There was no duality when I left. Why is there duality here? And I've come to the realization, and maybe I'll share my examples again with our very special guest, the author of Busting Out of the Matrix, Be Free, Sherry Ansara. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us. I cannot tell you how excited I am about, uh, well, I could, but it would take the whole show, uh, to discuss this subject. I think this is going to be very fascinating for folks because I hope, in addition to mine, it opens up others' eyes to what is really real. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here and perhaps assist people to make it real because we certainly have a lot of realities, don't we, Richard? The realities, I call them the realities of duality that yep. really goof us up. So what if I start with this? What if I told you that everything we've been taught, without judging it, is a fib. Now we call it a lie, but mm -hmm, it's a right. fib. Mm -hmm. And that it and that everything that we have been told in any language across the world, it doesn't matter, is to not be who we are, but to live realities that aren't ours to begin with, if that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. So at three years old, which was a long time ago. I always tell everybody I went to school with George Washington a long time ago, which could have happened. Um, and I was three years old and I said to my mother, all sorts of things. How come the lights around little kids is big? And how come the lights around big people so little? And my mother said, there's no lights around people. Well, you know what? It turned out to be anora, an electromagnetic field in science. And in medicine, it's called a bioenergy field. It's all the same. And the reason adults are so little is because of all these realities of duality that make us less. So how about that for an opening statement? Well, I will tell you that uh, I, I like it. Uh, it's interesting how you are able to uh, access uh, memories going back that far. For me, I I'm not sure... <clears throat> Uh, I, I think I would probably have to be taken through a little bit of hypnosis to bring up some of those past memories. Not because I've repressed them, but maybe it's just because they didn't make as big of an impact on me at that time as some events that uh, took place since. One of the aspects, though, about duality that we're going to talk about here on the program as we continue talking with uh, Shari Ansara. And by the way, she has a website, folks. I mean, 
Nowadays, who doesn't? Uh, it's uh, shariansara.com. We hope that you will go to that website and find out more about the work that she is doing. She has several other books as well, several other things that she can share with you. And I'm going to tell you, uh, it, would be, uh, it would be worth your time and energy. One of the things that I have helped, that has helped me, uh, Shari, uh, Sherry, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, I have a dear friend, I think she's since passed. Her name was Shari. And uh, she was a very good friend on the metaphysical level, taught me uh, quite a bit. And uh, so that's why that name comes up. But Sherry, one of the ways that I was able to put duality in its proper context, and I'll put it this way, of no context, is this way. We have the macrocosmic world. We have the James Webb Telescope that helps us to peer out into the universe and watch the activities taking place of supernovas exploding and uh, um, asteroids and comets and meteors flying all over the place and spinning planets and all of these things that are happening. And we sit there kind of like on the 4th of July, which we just celebrated, and we, we sit there going, ooh, Ah, wow. Now, I suppose you could say that's sort of a judgment, but it's more we're in awe. You know, it's that's pretty spectacular. Now, we have the microcosmic world. And quite honestly, my observation is the same kind of thing is going on at the subatomic level, where we look through that electron microscope or whatever it is, and ooh, ah, oh, wow, oh, that's wild, that's incredible. One cell just went into another. They just divided, and they, oh my, look at, wow, we're in, we're in awe. But when we get to our level, I call it the mid-crow, as opposed to macro-micro, mid-crow, and we're sitting here going, ha, 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 or ah! Fear, anger, happiness, joy. And I, th I sat there going, wait a minute. How is it that there's no judgment way out there or way in there, but we've got all this judgment on what's good and bad or dual here at our level? And it was, that, it was at that point that I realized there is no duality. It just is what it is. And I'm going to stop passing judgment on um, if I get a windfall and I win the lottery, no big deal. It's so it happened. Okay, great. I've got resources to do some things. Wonderful. Or uh, my truck's engine blows up. Uh, so okay, big deal. I've, I got two feet. I got a bicycle. I've got friends who have vehicles. There's buses. Blah 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 blah. No judgment. I'm not going to feel bad. It is what it is. In this material world, stuff breaks down. It happens. Um, that's, that's how I came to understand that there isn't any duality. It is what it is. It, it just is. It's like the grains of sand on the beach. They're neither good nor bad. They're just grains of sand on the beach, right? So what are your thoughts about my assessment of, <laughs> of what duality is or isn't? Well, um, I, I would agree with you. Duality is really based on belief systems. So I ask you, Richard, what's the first letter of the word belief? The letter B. And the first letter of the word system. S. And put it together. B.S. Yes. Totally. <laughs> and, that is, and that is all run by design for those who run this planet. I'm not going to say who they are at the moment. This is not why we're here today. Or it could be. Mm -hmm. But the 
but the fact is when we are only operating on the left computer brain. Now I have to back this up. I have been doing what I've been doing and writing about it for over 31 years. But I knew this stuff way before then, like way before then, and had it figured out and would ask questions. And of course, there were no answers from the adults because I figured out they didn't know either without judging them. So when we are in these belief systems in our left computer brain that goes to the right male side, non-gender, doesn't matter at all, mm -hmm. we recreate, recreate, recreate. And so, oh gosh, sorry about that. So we'll just turn this off here. So, sorry. So when we recreate, 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 we keep doing the same thing and that's duality. So what is this pattern? That's the figure eight of infinity. Yes, and it's called, oops, I did it again, and again, and again, and again. And so we, we are taught that we have to learn lessons. Mm -hmm. If you look at the word lesson, because I'm a wordologist and teach wordology, lesson is less on, less on, less on, that turns into moron, moron, moron. Are you kidding me? And so we repeat these patterns. Isn't that fabulous? And so when we get stuck, there's a famous actress, can't mention her name, but her initials are E.T., and she actually married the same man eight times and four of her best friends were gay it was the same profile her son became her she'd become her mother so when we make up these duality belief systems if my family has it i'll get it you just made up a belief system so it doesn't mean that genetically you could be predisposed but you don't have to that's why i wrote this book i'll show it right here you know a busting out of the matrix mm -hmm. so the matrix is a bunch of boxes so we say we got backed into the corner or, you know, we, we're boxed in. Well, duality is nothing but boxes. It's mm -hmm. the matrix. But if you take this figure eight and we do it this way, what is that? It's time. Mm -hmm. It's the hourglass. And if you continue that hourglass down into our idea of our dimension, third dimension, mm -hmm. well, and you continue it three times and twist it, it's the DNA. So actually... You, you thinky, thinky, don't remember what happened to you at three or at birth or whatever. Your body is your intelligence intellect. Your brain is actually stupid. And so without judging it. Mm -hmm. So what I do is assist people to take care their head out of their assets that aren't working and have them work for them <laughs> because duality works you over. And that's how we get into judgment. That's how we get into war. So the basis of duality is war, but it starts inside of ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We can't do this. And so it gets imprinted. So our matrix is really that figure eight. It's that hourglass. And it's over and over and over again. And you know, the truth is, you read the book, you'll find out why you don't have to even have it. So what happens is, in cellular memory, that's the perfection of who you are, Richard. So when you're when the sperm hits the egg, a fully conscious, fully conscious. Now, don't tell me I'm pro-life or anti-life. I am just to support life. That all life matters. Mm -hmm. bugs, all life matters. And so the cells remember. That's why your nose knows to be a nose cell and your toe knows to be a toe cell or you'd have a fingernail at the end of your nose. So your body is the infant intelligence and intellect and that's cellular memory. It mm -hmm. is the cellular memorization of the duality programs that you think, you think, you think you are. So I ask 
it teaches people not to think, but to feel. Now, I'm not getting woo-woo here. I'm not metaphysical in any way, shape, or form. I love science. However, what I don't like about science is when they create another box. Hmm. So you know, like you know what you like and you know what you don't like. But how many of you are forced into something you don't like? So I'm going to show you something. These are cells that were taken about nine years ago by a physician. And these cells are actually cells of, of a, a, a client of mine in the doctor's patient. Mm -hmm. This is a mess. And all disease is emotional. I don't care what it is. Every disease in, in the emotionality of your left computer brain lowers your immune system. So after working with this lady for three months, the doctor called me and said, I'm going to send you something. And I was published in a medical journal, thanks to this doctor. And he came over to see me. These were her cells. These are perfect cells. Mm. This was three months later. And he said she didn't have any meds. She didn't have any, you know, supplement. I said, no, she just had me. <laughs> but she really had herself. And so that made the shift as she became more conscious. So that is why. So here's a gal that came. This is cancer. And this is four days later with me. This is cancer, not a goiter four days later. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And so here is a gal. Um, they were going to cut off her leg. See this? This was four one-hour sessions later from mm. this to this. Wow. And, here, and here's a gal that was a mess and she couldn't see because the, and they gave her all kinds of tests. You name it, looking for an allergy. There was no allergy. She just happened to be in a mess. And this is really what she looks like. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. You can see. That, so inside of you is your comprehension, not just knowing understanding of how you are and who you are, mm -hmm. because it's not what you are or the label of the boxes in the matrix, but it is who you are being. And so we get labeled that you have to do this or you have to do that. It makes no sense. It's called no sense, nonsense. And so what I do is support people to heal themselves because there's no healers out there. I don't care what anybody says. There are no healers. Everybody wake up, la, 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 Been doing this for over 30 some years. You heal yourself, but you have to have methods. And so what I do is I teach the tools that your body knows. And if you don't like them, then don't do them. It's up to you. You have a choice. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We're talking with Sherry Anchara, and we are talking about her latest work, which is basically busting out of the matrix to be free. And we're doing so here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us, folks. I think this is going to be a fascinating program as we continue on talking about the concept of duality, what it is, what it isn't, and uh, also the matrix, what it is and isn't. And I do like this aspect of the boxes because I find it humorously fascinating, Sherry, uh, that science, as I've grown up, uh, being 62 now, uh, I have watched different scientific discoveries being announced and uh, uh, new rules, if you will, uh, new laws of the universe and so forth. And, uh, and then the next year, something else is discovered and they go, okay, now this is the one. This, you know, we went from physics, for example, to quantum physics. And I'm going, 
what's the difference? What's the big deal? I mean, it's still it's still physics. You can call it quantum if you want, but you're still calling it physics. If it wasn't physics, you'd call it quantum libido or quantum rock or quantum something else. Uh, but let's just say for the sake of argument, there are 10,000 laws of the universe in science. We know 11. And then we discover 12 and think, ah, oh, we got it all now. And then we discover 13. Oh, we got it now. And there are 10,000 uh, scientific laws. And it's like, you know, it's great to, to, to research. It's great to explore. I, you know, I'm, I, I am uh, one of the best. I, I loved exploring as a kid when I was growing up in my neighborhood and beyond, to my mother's consternation, I might add. But at some point, you got to let go of the body. And isn't that one of the, that's one of those sayings about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, thinking, if you will, or in this case, maybe feeling outside the nine dots or outside the box. And in this case, it's not getting outside the box. It's getting rid of the box, right? Yes, that is totally correct. It's not right or wrong. Get rid of the boxes. And I have no box because the only rule is there are no rules. And so in the idea, can I share a quantum physics story with you? Sure, absolutely. This is one of my favorites. Almost 20 years ago, I was invited to a quantum physicist symposium. Of course, I was the outside, but I was invited. And I met this young physicist and I proposed to him about three weeks after. Actually, there's, there's two experiences in here. And I wrote to him and I said, you know what? I have not a theory, but this is my idea. Not a theory, because what are theories? Just an idea, a conjecture, but an idea. But I have an idea that if we become conscious, we don't require the DNA. Now, this is almost 20 years ago, this end of this year. And he wrote me back immediately and he said, Sherry, I know you're not a quantum physicist, but I know you know more stuff than we do. I go, thank you. He said, I'm at a physicist conference for international physicists. And the, the minute you wrote this to me, a young Russian physicist was proposing the same thing, that if we become conscious, non-duality conscious, that we don't have to have DNA. And he goes, this is just amazing. Well, here's the other thing I proposed while I was there. They were talking about black holes. And I said, you know what? The black holes are really a toilet. And the physicist said, what? A toilet? I said, yeah, because who wants all our crap going down into somebody else's? Eventually, it's going to back up. Toilet, back up. Yep. And the physicist laughed and they said, Sherry, you have such a great sense of humor. I said, you just wait. Well, three years ago, now they have, and I told them they never discovered black holes. They were always there. You just finally got the technology. Hello. You know, that's the rule. And so now it's backing up. Unfortunately, I lost their emails, but now it's backing up. And I said, who was ever at the other end of that toilet said, I don't want their shit and threw it back. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, from the mouth to your anus is an elementary canal. And so is the black hole. So, you know what, when you look at it, because see two, I had my favorite word in any language. And I've worked with individuals that didn't speak their language. We had an interpreter is the word practical. And then the second word is application. If something doesn't have a practical application, then why are we doing it? Mm. Well, we've always done it that way. Well, you get one thing. I've had five near-death experiences. I created all of those fabulous. I never bored myself to death and never will. Mm. Well, I will tell you that 
One of the things that fascinates me about this, this discussion is that, first of all, I like the concept that there are no rules. Not because I'm interested in having anarchy. That, 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 that's not the opposite of, of no rules. That is not yeah, the opposite. Um, just as, and, and this is sort of a sidebar, I was reading on LinkedIn not long ago uh, a quote someone put up. And they said, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. Talk to us about our connectedness, not just to each other, but to the universe, the non-dualistic universe, the non-matrix universe. Well, that is, that is a brilliant question. Number one, in duality, we are taught not to be connected to ourselves. We are taught not to be connected. So if we have pain, we take a payment instead of going into it because the body can't speak to you. So the body gives you pain. So like, hello, wake up by there, that left computer brain. But the heart, this is not woo woo, been measured by science, has an incredible resonance. So it's not frequency and vibration. I, I trust all your audience will get this frequency and vibration are byproducts of resonance. Now, uh -huh. resonance is that connectedness when you are within your heart in the expansion of who you are. You don't have a higher self and lower self, you have a self. It's the expansiveness in all directions. And when hmm. you are in that expansiveness of your own self, the connectedness happens. I call it heartness. The allness of you, not oneness, one is BS, it's bullshit, because in oneness, it says you're all the same, you're not. But in allness, we recognize the uniqueness of ourselves as well as others. So that connectedness in that expansion will connect you to all sorts of resonances and how you resonate is how you make the connection. Example, some like chocolate, some don't, I don't, but, but my friends do. You know, some like to go, you know, to the ocean. Not me, I'd rather be by the mountains. So it's resonance, Richard. Resonance is the connectedness to what you love. And you don't have to explain what you love. And you definitely don't have to explain what you don't love. It's connectedness. It is resonance. And that's the first step of consciousness. So... I have a vibration, and it puts out a resonance, right? It's the opposite. The opposite. Frequency. So I have a resonance that puts out a vibration. And a frequency. And a, okay. Yes. And it's either based on consciousness or the duality BS programs. Okay. So, for instance, you talked about addiction. Mm -hmm. The emotional core, the emotional core of addiction is desperation for attention. And who gets all the attention when there's an addict? The addict. Of course. But then the disabled enablers get, guess what? They get attention as being the victim. Oh, my God, Richard, all I've done for you. And if someone said that to me, all I've done for you, excuse me, I got a list with about 10 more things on it. We haven't even touched it yet. So you see that's duality. Yeah. The victim victimizer. And it comes in all sorts of ways. Yeah. It comes in all sorts of ways. 
That's one of the things, too, uh, as we continue talking with uh, Sherry Anshara. She has a book out called uh, Busting Out of the Matrix, folks. I don't know whether it's the red pill or the blue pill, and quite honestly, I don't care. I'm not taking any pills. I don't need to to be free. As we continue talking with Sherry Anshara here on Tell Me Your Story, I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, I love this conversation. I want to ask you, uh, th- and, and let's, let's maybe go down that, that road just a little bit. There is no, quote-unquote, there is no red pill or blue pill to take to decide whether you're going to be in the matrix or out of the matrix. You have your own method that helps people, am I putting it this correctly, to be free, called the Anshara method. Talk to us about that. And is it the red pill or the blue pill? (laughs) There's no pill. There's no pill. (laughs) No pill. Because your body is the infinite intelligence and intellect. So, Richard, when someone comes to me and fills out my intake sheet, they can put down addiction or cancer or, you know, PTSD, whatever it is, not discounting them. But your body knows. So everybody is looking for a solution. Well, the fact is, do the solutions work? We have a drug infected society. Mm -hmm. If it isn't street drugs, it's prescription drugs. And I heard today some awful statistics of now there's one in six children under 10 that are on medication. I'd like to know what the hell their parents are doing for wow. Like wow. that, I mean, it made me sick this morning to hear that. So what I do is assist people in 10 minutes or less. It doesn't mean they have the solution, but without the resolution of why, can't change the what to get to the why, but within 10 minutes, we can begin to get to the core the origination point of, of, of its addiction or cancer or depression. Depression is deepest disappointment. Anxiety is unrealistic expectations. It could start the minute the sperm hit the egg. I actually wrote an article in anybody that would like to email me at sherry at sherryanchart.com, put down baby um, uh, article. I, it was written for a world famous baby doctor who delivered millionaire billionaire babies and babies in india with, with zero money and she, and it was an honor uh, six years ago to write this article because i've i've spoken to babies in the womb you can't believe how amazing and the uh, information they have and it's in the article so your body knows the truth because of cellular memory but is the cellular memorization through the left computer brain and all these belief systems all this bs that is programmed in you and so through my method, and I've been doing it over through, and I invented the method. So people have asked me, well, you know, actually a Harvard doctor, some uh, who recommended to me, and they said to him, what's her efficacy? He said, well, would you like, would you like vegetables behind your name, her name, or would you like results? <laughs> Isn't that quite <laughs> I thought, oh my God, that is fabulous. Yeah. You know, and I'm not discounting education. Sure. I love it. Sure. But some of us are self-educated. Right. And that's how I, so I'll give you an example. (laughs) Yep. When I was old, way back when with George Washington, eight years old, I raised my little hand and said to the teacher, well, if Columbus discovered America, how come people were living here? And the teacher gave me the best answer. I use it. Cellular memorization. He said, memorize it, Sherry, and pass the test. And that, well, but what were those people doing here? 
So in the idea that they discovered black holes, they've been there. And we are really a multiverse, getting back to that question. As the multiversity of a person, we can connect, but you have to be conscious and willing. So when someone comes to me and says, Sherry, I'm ready, I'm going, oh, forget about it. Are you willing? If you're willing, then you're willing to get out of that left computer brain. And now back to connectedness, you're willing to connect to your body and that infinite intelligence and intellect to get your answers. And the word question is quest at your ion or cellular level where it begins. Sherry Anshara, Sherry Anshara is my guest. SherryAnshara.com is the website. And this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's a, such a pleasure to have her on the program. We're gonna, there's no question we're going to have her back to talk more about this because she's got a lot more to say. We're not done by any means, but I'm just saying we're going to have you back because there is so much more to say. Boosting, uh, boosting, busting out of the matrix. Boosting. <laughs> uh, hey, get, get boosted. Get, get some help there. Busting out of the matrix. Be free is the title of her latest work. Uh, and on uh, SherryAnshara.com is the website. Website. We're going to be linked to that website too, Sherry, so people can uh, connect with you and find out more. And uh, since you gave it out, we'll give it out to her email address is sherry at sherryunshara.com. So, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> yeah, okay, we're all choked up here. This is such a moving program. Um, the body, our bodies are made up of um, multiple levels. There's the physical, the mental the emotional, and the spiritual, just to try to keep it simple. Okay. And so, financial. Okay, well, financial, all right, we'll put that in there. Although, I would question financial if, let's just say, I was living somewhere else out in the universe where the economy wasn't the core reason why we live. And I find that highly suspicious because... I sit here and I hear the phrase, and again, I, I, I'm not passing judgment, I'm, I'm sharing observation, ladies and gentlemen. It has been said that the United States of America was founded on Judeo-Christian ethic. That's what it says. That's what I've heard. However, I would say in the last 150 to 200 years, this country has given up its Judeo-Christian heritage because it worships money economy it's as if we don't if we don't get the economy straightened out we're all gonna die well show me where this is this is going to a point i would like for you to address show me where in nature when their economy suffers out in nature first of all show me nature's economy i i dare you to show me and i've said this many times sherry Nature is our greatest teacher. Your thoughts? Agree. And you know why I said the word financial? It's not about money. It's about what is the cost to us? What is the cost to us when we are in these duality belief systems? Ah, Ah, got it? A whole different currency, so to speak. Totally. And when you're conscious you know you are the currency. The currency is the electromagnetic field within you that makes things happen. Okay. So, but when we get sick, and I agree with you about nature, we have not been taught to honor life. 
And so I am an advocate that all life matters, all life matters, because what we are doing through these duality belief systems is we're destroying ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're actually, and this is about life. This is not, a, I'm not doing pro-life, anti-life, whatever. So when we, the minute the sperm hits the egg, we're in. It's the same with the animals. They have every right to be on this planet. And this planet is alive. It is a sentient being. And so what are we doing? We are actually murdering, killing nature. And without nature, without this planet being alive, we're we're toast. We're not here. And if you look across the universe, actually, I have to throw this out. I started a new book about the history of the duality universe and the Mm. duality people that live in it across and who's running the show. And so we must, as humans, become humanity. I'm not interested in being a human being. I'm interested in being a being of humanity. Mm-hmm. And when you are in humanity, you honor all life, all life, and not do what we are doing. We, we are actually giving people permission to kill each other. It's called war. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is a fact. And it, it has gone on. So... It, because I work with depression and cancer and anxiety, I can go down the whole list, ADD, mm-hmm. which is all made up. And so if you, uh, because I'm a historian, like a real historian, because of that teacher who mm-hmm. told me to memorize it and pass the test. Do you know that even back as far as Sumer, Sumeria, or Greece, or Rome, or all of them, even into China, do you know that they had symptoms of depression and anxiety? And that is encoded you read the book, you'll find out who encoded it in our DNA. That's the junk. Yeah. Because you, you don't require it. So now you see why I incorporated the word financial. What is the cost to us if we destroy life on this planet? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about human life. So I my goal right now, and I'm out doing it, I have a nonprofit. And our goal is to create a new earth school. I'm not getting booga booga here. You know, it's going to go, it's going to go global. And our goal is to teach it to children and adults that have not become adulterated. That's why I teach my clients don't grow up, grow all directions. Because if you grow up, it's called adulteration, you know, the word adult. Mm -hmm. And so, so the fact is, what is the cost to us if we don't wake up? We don't require an awakening. They had awakenings in Rome. They had awakenings all over the world, mm-hmm. all through. We have to wake up yeah. and find out because we are worth it to continue life here as real humans. And that's what I'm teaching, Richard, how to become a real human, not a duality, reality n- not real human that we have been taught in yeah. program. Yeah. This is yeah. pretty outrageous. And people have said all my life, sure, you're such ahead of your time. No, it's time now. This is time. I even I even taught physicists what time is. And they said, how did you figure it out? I go, well, you're the physicist, dummy. How come you didn't? <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> so well, it's, it's teaching consciousness. I will tell you that, that, and we're going to go into that area of consciousness, too. I will tell you that I had a wonderful conversation with a physicist here in Santa Barbara. Uh, He wrote a book called The Fifth Dimension. And we were walking back from lunch, and he was sharing with me. He says, Richard, I can prove to you the existence 
of the first, second, and third dimensions. I can show you width, height, depth. I can show you those. Proof thereof. Fourth dimension, I can't show you proof of it, but I can show you instruments that, shall we say, keep track of it or show the passing of time. Then he went on to describe the fifth dimension. Now, I can't go into detail as to his exact description, but what I will tell you is my response. He stopped me in my tracks. We literally stopped walking. And I said, you do realize that let's just choose a word. I can tell you one word that will describe what you have just described. Now, this is coming from a physicist. And I said, that one word is God. And he said, that's right. And I thought, wow. And this is coming from a scientist. And what has always been a bugaboo for me, Sherry, is how uh, one segment of our society uh, does not allow others to have divergent beliefs from, let's say, their area of expertise. For example, a scientist. Nah, scientists don't believe in God. They don't believe in spirit. They don't believe in consciousness because they're scientists and it's all. And yet, I think even Einstein was very clear that he believed in God. He believed in the uh, other dimensions, other worlds, um, that, that the physical body is just that. It's just physical. It's also temporal. But that which animates it is immortal. That's the truth. You can never die. It's your consciousness. Actually, have that physicist call me because I, I've had more physicists, including this last one I just talked to. He said, Sherry, you scare me because you're like 200 years in the future because I told him about time. So, Richard, we will have to do another show. I will show you pictures of other dimensions, of other dimensions that I am connected to. But we actually have pictures and I didn't take them. Other people did. They are so, I have a picture of me with a million orbs, a million. Wow. So I have always lived multidimensional since I showed up here at three years old. It was a long time ago, remember George Washington. And I said to my mother, how come the people I see that you can't see make more sense to me than the people we see because they don't make any sense to me at all. And so that would scare my mother, honestly. Uh, it, it would terrify her. But the fact is we all have this ability. And because of that, I've taught people across the world. I remote, I can bilocate. I teach people how to do it. It's nothing, it's, it's spectacular, that is for sure. But because of our duality, the matrix, has has really dumbed us down. Our educational mm -hmm. system, without judging it, has dumbed us down. Mm -hmm. But yet, I have talked with some incredible individuals, physicists, who actually agree. I, I have uh, many doctors who support what I do because they even said to me, a renowned neurologist, global, he said, you know more than we do, but you all know it, I'm not special. What I do is show you, teach you, guide you how you can be this incredible multidimensional being that you really are, are, but let's get out of this stupid matrix and let's take back our planet from those that run it that don't know what they're doing except to control and manipulate because you are God. You're not a God, but that is what our connectedness is 
what I call the godness, the essence of God within us through heartness and connectedness. Isn't and the allness of each of us. Is that just the best? So my goal is to to have this school begin. And I've got some incredible individuals who are now coming on board because what we've been taught mm. isn't the truth. Columbus has covered America. I mean, please. And, and I'll give you a hint. He had a map taken from the air. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I told you I'm a real researcher. Sherry Anshari is my guest. SherryAnshari.com is her website. The book is entitled Busting Out of the Matrix, Be Free. And this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And Sherry Anshari, Anshara is my guest. And we're talking about uh, a lot of different things. I want to ask you, uh, this sort of leans towards the direction of the conversation about consciousness. And, of course, a lot of people are looking now to, um, uh, they, I want to transfer my consciousness to a robot so that I can live forever. And I'm sitting here going, eh, not me, because uh, uh, I would prefer not to be tied down, so to speak. But I want to ask you first, from your research, your study, your experience your insight and maybe even your intuition, which we promote here on this program through uh, a campaign we started in September of uh, 2019 called The Decade. It was the year of perfect vision. Then we moved on to the decade of perfect vision being the 2020s, where we ask people to go within and sit still and listen to that still small voice. My question to you, though, is... Are we indigenous to this specific planet as physical as physical beings? I know we're not as spiritual beings, but as physical beings, are we indigenous? I mean, you say Christopher Columbus discovered America, but what about all the other people that were already here before him? Well, were there others before we human beings showed up on the planet? Other I don't know, humanoids, humans. Uh, what, what's your thought? Obviously, this goes into the area of, you know, extraterrestrials, alien stuff, because people are starting to really question that now. Oh, God, I've known this since I was three. I'm not kidding you. Besides, let's just, there's no such thing as an extraterrestrial. Okay. There is nothing extra about them. <laughs> hello, folks, hello. They just had better technology. That's it. That's it. Wake up. And yes, I'm actually teaching people how to become real humans and remembering before, this is part of Zachariah Sitchin's, but I knew this even before, that when we were manipulated in a Petri dish, and that's how we got, get, get that bug busting out of the matrix. So I'm teaching people, showing them, guiding them, whatever you want to call it, supporting them to remember being a real human before the manipulation. So when, when these other beings came here and they called themselves gods, okay, Richard, have you been, were you ever in the military? No. Okay. Uh, and do you know friends that were in the military? Yes. Okay, perfect. And I used to produce air shows, hang around the military, spoke with the Pentagon, did all kinds of crazy stuff. Fabulous when I used to fly. So anyway, so picture this. World War II, Borneo, C-47s flying over. And people with this white thing, angels, coming out of the sky, called paratroopers, and they were bringing down, uh, you know, uh, jeeps and food and whatever. And they landed 
and they've never seen them before. I don't know what angel is in Borneo East. They're not angels. They're not. Wake up. Hello, folks. Mm-hmm. And so they went back in the mid-50s. And what were they doing on a cross? They were worshiping. They were the ground pounders that came first. So a ship lands. Do you think they're going to sh- send out the captain of the ship only in science fiction movies? No, the ground pounders. So who's ever there going, oh, my God, they just came down. And it looks like they're whatever. Oh, let's worship them. You're worshiping the ground pounders and calling them gods. Wake up, folks. Wake up. <laughs> so, you know, if, if the big head honcho got off the ship, I'd go, all right, who the hell are you? Where'd you come from? Fill out my application and tell me who you are and speak in my language. And if you don't believe I do that, Absolutely. We have got to take back our power and become really humans, mm-hmm. not worshiping an extra something that weren't extra. Were, were those uh, those paratroopers that fell out of the sky in Borneo, were they, you know, extra? No, mm-hmm. they were doing their job. And that's the same thing if you come across from the old world, Europe to the new world, and the ships came and brought all their stuff. They brought their livestock, they brought plants, and then they took plants back. Arizona is full of palm trees. I don't believe palm trees start in Arizona. No, no. Exactly. So, and by the way, if you look up pharaoh, the word pharaoh dogs, they're not really connected genetically to dogs. Hello. So (laughs) that is why read this book, (laughs) Out of the Matrix, because it will provide answers. If you don't agree with me, it's okay. My focus, my work, my passion is for you to remember you being you, not a program of duality. So just consider those paratroopers jumping in Borneo in the mid-50s. They went back and they were worshiping them because they fell out of the sky. And so does bird crap fall out of the sky. (laughs) You know, I asked uh, one of my guests not long ago, I said, uh, so are you telling me that... uh, uh, someday we are going to know uh, um, uh, who who we who we who we really are. And they said, "Well, no." I said someday we're going to know who we have always been. That's what I'm teaching yes. for years. Yeah. Because becoming an AI, you can't feel. And AIs, hello, have no soul, and that's why who these people that are brainwashing you—they're not people—have no soul. Yeah. Hello. And they would like what you have, and they eat fear. That's what it is. And so through the left computer brain. And by the way, you know what fear is? Lack of correct information. Not false evidence, pure and real, or whatever it is, or false, what you know, running, all that crap. Mm -hmm. Fear is lack of correct information. And you feel it. You know it. Mm. And you acknowledge it when you know it's correct for you. I'm not here to change anybody. I'm here to support them to be who they are not who somebody tells them they have to be. Are you, uh, and this may, this, uh, this question may be answered without even you answering it from what we've talked thus far. Are you optimistic about our future as a species on this planet and for this planet? I'm optimistic for those who are choosing, not emotionally deciding, but choosing through their infinite intelligence and intellect to remain and become and stay human and getting out of the programming. Will there be many? I can't say that because right now we're, we're in depopulation going on right now called genocide. It's just a fact. We have to wake up. And so what I'm excited about are the individuals 
that I have been uh, supporting, assisting, not healing, teaching, showing, whatever. And, and that is going to be the difference. It, uh, it doesn't take a lot. It can take one, two, three, four as the resonance. It's, it's a mathematical equation. So if two, then it's four, then it's eight, and it's 16. So Richard, I thank you so much for what you are choosing to do. And I'm so grateful to be a guest. For those that don't agree, it's okay. But for those that you might get a little niggle or a nudge, begin to look inside yourself. That's why I've written all these books over the years um, and had to self-publish because no one would publish. <laughs> so, wow. except, for this, except for this, because it was way too much. And, and I've heard so many physicists tell me or scientists or doctors, sure, you're way ahead of our time. Well, I'm here at this time to support you to have sustain the human race, not as artificial. We're not in artificial, but the people who run this planet are artificial and they have no souls, but we do. That's our, I can't say the word Trump, it's not political here, right, but that's right. our card. That's our ace is our souls. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah. Because yeah. without our soul, we're not human. Exactly. Exactly. Sherry Anshar is my guest, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's a real pleasure to have Sherry with us talking about busting out of the matrix. Um, when we talk about our connection to, and, and some of us do, I, I use this term, when we talk about our connection to the divine. Now, you've already stated and it's also stated in many of the ancient wisdom teachings, as I like to call them, that what you've stated is actually true, uh, that we are not gods, plural, but God, i.e., some would say um, we are part of the hologram. When I was a kid in school, they showed us a film about uh, a, a hologram. They took this photograph and they placed this holographic image on a piece of glass and you could see it. I mean, it was it was a three dimensional image. Then they broke the glass. Each piece of glass contained the whole. That's that's the divine you, the divine me, the divine, the listener. And so to to, so to speak, get in touch with, listen to that still small voice. We are listening basically, I, I guess, to we're listening to ourselves. That's correct. And that's the key. Stop hearing, hearing through the left computer brain and start listening. Yeah. When you listen, that is how you, you connect to yourself, to the divineness, to this allness. And I'll give you an example. In this 1991 accident that turned my life around and I died, it was wonderful. And I had all kinds of problems, back, neck, whatever. But I'm laying in the hospital with all these dire predictions about my life. And I'm laying there and I said, there's got to be something smarter in this body, this is brain. And I was a mess. I'm not kidding you. And so two words came to me, cellular memory. And that changed everything. Your body has all this cellular memory. It's called knowledge. You know, for those that go to the website, I write original articles every week about in every way, shape or form. I do it out of passion 
and out of the love to to share knowledge. They're free. They're on my block. So the divine is you. The divine is our soul. Our spirit is like the, you know, the photon, the snap. This body and all the bodies that we've inhabited as real humans, even though we've gone through trauma dramas, this is the time to be the divine. This is the time to become the real human that is not programmed to that left computer brain. This is the time to not become AIs. And this is the time to recognize that the godness within us, the divine within us is being a real human because becoming an AI, and there's a lot of people on this planet who have allowed this to happen to them. They might have tons and tons of what they think is, but they'll never have themselves back. Don't lose yourself in an idea that if you become artificial intelligence, the word is artificial. You are a real human. And that's my passion. And that is what my focus is. You call it work, but that's my focus. So again, Richard, I honor you for having me on and honoring you for what you're doing because becoming artificial is not real. No, I hear you. And I thank you so much for those kind words. Uh, we're not finished yet. Uh, this is uh, Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with Sherry Anshara and uh, her website, sherryanshara.com, which we will be linked to, so that you can find out more about her, the work she's doing, the other books, in addition to Busting Out of the Matrix, Be Free. We hope that you will get a copy. Uh, by the way, is it available yet, Audible? It is. It just came out on Audible. It's all over the place. Oh, actually... um, did you do it? Did you read it or you have a narrator? No, I, I had to have a narrator because I didn't have the time to do it, unfortunately, but it, it's all over the place and we're starting to, we're going to be posting it so you can connect to me on Facebook. Um, I actually have a private group on once a week on Tuesday for 20 minutes. It's conversations with Sherry and Shara, but everybody's welcome to join. Um, and so I do even on Eventbrite every other week, I have busting out of the matrix. I've been doing that. Uh, for in, in the idea, it's called uh, Insider Secrets of the Shift. I've been doing it way over two and a half years on Eventbrite. And so I love to share information because we are at critical mass, Richard. We are critical mass. Mm -hmm. We do not deserve to become artificial. We deserve, require, and desire to stay be, being a human and becoming the real human that we were supposed to be before the manipulation in the Petri dish. I'm going to share with you something I've shared with our listeners over the last few uh, couple of months, uh, because this relates to what we're talking about. Back on the, um, I want to say, the I believe it was the 29th. I think it was Tuesday, the 29th of March. I received a phone call around 1030 in the morning, local time, from my youngest sister, sharing with me that my eldest sister, Jeanette, had just passed away. And I was actually concerned that she was calling, telling me that my father, who was 91 this year, had passed. And he's still, he's still going strong, feisty as ever. And, of course, my sister, I knew, uh, had health issues. And uh, we actually got together at Christmas. I was able to fly out to Phoenix to spend Christmas Greatest Christmas ever with the family, I, I got to tell you. And my youngest sister is the one that orchestrated it all. She is just a master at doing that. And I had an interview that morning, and I didn't cancel it. I went ahead with it. 
and we tied that in. And I have not had, other than at the memorial, I shed some tears while they ran the slides and so forth and shared the words, but I haven't really had what you'd call an all-out a balling session per se because my perspective has always been that she isn't gone. She may not be in her vehicle, but she's not gone. So it seems to me that part of busting out of the matrix, of getting out of that box, is shifting our perceptions, perspectives, attitudes, ideas about what death really is. And I'll throw one more thing in here. Paul, in one of the epistles, says it is appointed to man once to die and then the judgment. All right, now this is obviously the Christian philosophy. But in the Gospels, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and it is said that Lazarus was dead for several days. So then the question comes to me, well, wait a minute, was he really dead? Or is Paul wrong that it is not appointed to man wants to die because we have had in the human perspective in the scientific perspective a definition of death and people have come back from that death a and so i would have you elucidate on that you know what richard that is brilliant you know what i have to preface this um tonight at five o'clock and uh conversations with sherry and char on facebook i'm going to talk about this the reason is I just assisted one of my friend's mothers last week to transition. And she's across the country in the Midwest. So over the years, including members of my own family, I have assisted them to leave. And Richard, thank you for bringing this up. I mean, how coincidental. Where you leave is where you pick up. Remember this? So if you go out angry and mean and pissed off, you come back angry and mean and pissed off. It's called karma lessons of reincarnation. And that's a duality bullshit program. Those three words mean the same thing. So I have assisted people, whether in person, over the phone, whatever it is, and they will leave in exactly their amount of time. My friend's father took three hours. My brother took five hours. Um, oh, another lady uh, took six months. She was, you know, still hanging on there. So we don't really die. This body, we get another one, whatever we choose. But remember, Richard is so grateful. Where you leave is where you pick up. And so having had the honor and the privilege of assisting even members of my own family, and other people that I didn't even know to, to shift. I'm not gonna call crossover. What they're doing is their intelligence and infinite, their soul are now leaving this body and going to another state. I don't believe in heaven and hell, but if you believe belief system that you're going to hell, you will. So here's an example. Years ago, I was asked when I was still in Michigan because I've had, well, I had three near this, now I've had five. My, I call myself the in and out burger. And so I assisted this woman who was getting her doctoral <laughs> thesis on near death experience. I didn't do any of the research. I did not. But what I did was put it together. 
And out of the 12 people, 10 could care less about coming back. They like, forget it. But two couldn't wait to come back. And you know why? Because those two went to hell. They were from a, you know, a hellfire and damnation religious belief system that they were going to go to hell because they were one of the 144 that weren't going to make it, you know, and they went to hell. So your belief systems of duality are what take you there. It's the same thing. Well, I was in the grocery store yesterday and, and the, I asked this lady for a product. They couldn't reach it. We had to go get a ladder. And we were talking about it. And she, it, like, people open up to me because I send out through my field, ask me anything, not like I know everything, but it, it makes people comfortable. And she started telling me all of this stuff about her life. And so that's what I said, you know, just be clear because where you leave is where you pick up. So if you go out pissed off, you're going to come back pissed off. Except you're going to find out that the clothes in the grid, the grid is the matrix. Because if you turn yourself into AI, there is no reason for you to come back. So you better be clear about where you're going. So I'm throwing that in as a tidbit. Mm. I want to ask you one other thing here before we wrap things up uh, in regards to our conversation here and dealing with uh, busting out of the matrix. <clears throat> I went through a um, conscious hypnosis session with a local practitioner of what is called LBL, Life Between Lives. It was fascinating. They took, I was taken on a journey where I went back to my lifetime before this one through the transition or uh, what did you refer to it as? Shifting, the shifting. Mm -hmm. And then that experience between that lifetime and this. Now, I have to first of all tell you, I kind of liked that other life. That was very cool. Uh, I was on the. I was, it was a farmer, uh, sort of on the prairies. had a, had a farm and a barn and everything. <clears throat> and one day, and I knew everybody in town, and it was just a wonderful life, very peaceful and all of this. And uh, of course, the barn and the and the field caught fire, and I'll find. I had a log cabin up in the up in the mountains, so I was up there, and uh, you know, snow would come down and everything, and I was. Uh, I came out on the porch and I sat down on the chair and I put my feet up on the rail and I tilted my hat back and I said, ah, it's been a good life. And I left. I just left. And I mean, it was, it was that easy. It is. And uh, then I went through the, the process of, of uh, uh, I don't know if I hung around on the planet for a period of time and then a little rest and then. Uh, you know, got a, a debriefing, so to speak, and then there were classes that I could take and people in my cluster that I got to meet and so forth and so on. Uh, it was really, it was very fascinating. Now, we didn't go as far as uh, to talk about my coming into this life. We just uh, were exploring what, what goes on in that period between the lifetimes. And I was, I read the, the books by um, uh, Newton, Dr. Newton, I believe is his name, uh, about how they encourage you to come back, uh, to be to bring with you the knowledge that you have gained, even though <clears throat> you may not consciously remember it. It's still part of your, if I can put it this way, your spiritual DNA of sorts. It's your, no, it's your cellular memory. Cellular memory. Okay, and you bring that with you uh, to share that wisdom, that insight, uh, and so forth, so that uh, you can you can help others to move along, to move up, if you will, uh, out of, we'll call it AI, uh, because that's kind of the way I'm getting it from you is that those people who are not, 
connected to their soul. They're not living from their soul. Uh, our artificial intelligence of sorts. Um, what about what about your thoughts on that? But let me ask you this: You keep referring to the left brain, the computer, left brain computer, or computer left brain. What's the right brain? That's our creative side. That's connected to the female, non-gender for the creative. And I actually explain that. I have charts. I have classes. I actually have a class coming up at the end of July, a weekend class, and it's amazing. But I'd like to address about the in-between times. Please. Okay. Okay. So when I was three years old, which was a long time ago, I told my mother, do you remember when I was Jewish and lived in New York? And everybody thinks I have like this New York accent or I could be Jewish. I, I, my mother's looking at me because that's not our wordology. She goes, Sherry, we're Catholic. We live in Detroit. <laughs> but, but when I went to New York, I knew all about it. So I remember and I and see, I'm not against hypnosis, but I'd rather do it consciously. Mm-hmm. So over 67 of my clients, whether here with me or across the world, I have found them on Wikipedia and Google. I am not kidding you. And sometimes they look exactly the same, even if they're a different gender. Your body, it, there is no such thing as the past life. There isn't. What it is, it's I teach you how to access, access your continuum. And I call it the continuum accessibility. And you can't imagine the information. Um, I, I could give you just example or example. I have a client now that just retired from being a um, social worker and she's 70 something. And one day she asked me, she's, or she said to me, she goes, you know, I always wanted to be a social worker. Even when I was a kid, she's 70 something. Now, how would you know it was a little kid to be a social worker? I'm like, that was so weird. So I'm looking at her and I see it in the field like a movie, your field, your oral electromagnet bio, it's all the same. And so I said, just a minute. So she's laying on my table because she happened to be here. I got, I got to go on the computer. So I start looking up and discovered that she was a famous uh, social worker in Australia at the turn of the century. It looks just like her. And now, like, how would you know as a little kid, I'm going to be a social worker? I mean, usually they tell you to be a nurse or a teacher or a mommy or something. So your body remembers, and that's what I assist people to do, whether it's over the phone, whether it's over Zoom, whether it's in person, your body has it. And I don't, I I believe in being conscious because then it has more of an impact and you can get more and more specifics. It's so incredible. It absolutely, I mean, a, a doctor in this area, he used to be a pharaoh and I'm looking at him, looked it up and, and he said, you know what, I, you know, make a long story. He goes, <laughs> he goes, boy, I liked being a pharaoh. I could tell people what to do. I'd like to do that now. I go, look, you're a doctor. You tell people what to do all the time. He goes, oh yeah, I'm still carrying my pharaoh genes. <laughs> so it's who we are. And I like to do it consciously. I'm not against hypnosis, but I, because it has more of an impact, your body feels it. And, and you are you are there. It's like you're watching your own movie of you. Well, and mine was. Mine was totally conscious. And the one thing that I really did appreciate, and of course, having read several of Newton's books that I have on Audible, um, they were never leading questions. Do you feel this? Do you see this? Do you, you know, it was what do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you sense, et cetera? Et cetera. What are you experiencing? Uh, there was never any 
you know, it was not a guided kind of thing other than those kinds of questions, open-ended questions, if you will. Yes. I uh, don't ever guide anybody or yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. It's what their body is providing yeah. because they have the answers. How about uh, just one final thing on the, the body, uh, knowing uh, kinesiology. I, I learned this maybe 35, 40 years ago, and initially it was taught to me this way, you know, yes, no, you know, kind of thing. And after a while, you don't need to do any of this because you just, you're just, you just know, you know that you know. Yes, and I do it. Here's what, this is my favorite water and I got my vitamins in it. I put it up to my chest. I do this all the time in Sprouts, Whole Foods. And if I go forward, I know it's for me. If nothing happens, it's up to me. But if I go back um, immediately, I'm so fine-tuned at it. I was looking through a magazine one day to look at some uh, products. And I thought, oh, this is organic. I put my hand on it. My hand, like I, my body pushed back. I said, that is, it's, it's trusting your heart. It's trusting your intuition, which is your natural innate ability. Matter of fact, intuition is not booga booga intuition is our natural innate ability to discern what is correct for you or not yeah i i I buy everything like that no matter what it is and so that's actually all intuition is it's not booga booga it's not it's all of it and so i'm glad that you know you brought that up so i use kinesiology all the time and teach people how to do it from their body i mean this is good but here and and i i i've taught people while i was in sprouts picking up something and checking somebody says what are you doing muscle testing one day i had four people in a row at sprouts we were all muscle testing then we were just <laughs> grabbing things off the, I, I don't know who their name you know i don't know their names i didn't give mine but we were laughing and having the best time <laughs> well you know what that's even more fun than uh, shopping at sprouts is having a good time with uh, other people in sprouts uh yeah this it's it's to me, it's uh, intuition. Uh, we've talked about it. As I said before, we promote it through the decade of perfect vision. Uh, that um, it's that one voice, that still small voice that will uh, that will guide you, that will um, encourage you, give you inspiration and insight, educate you. Uh, and I've always learned, too, that it's always and this is one instance where it's okay to be narcissistic. It's all about you. Your inner voice is all about you, not about anybody else. Now, uh, this is funny because when I was working for a Christian radio station, you you hear this all the time. God told me to tell you, well, you can go back and tell God uh, that he's got my number. I'll even take the collect call, okay? All right, I don't, I don't need it coming through your filters. I need it coming through mine. Okay. And then I'm responsible. Okay. Uh, even though there have been times, I don't know about you, Sherry, I have gone to intuitives or mediums or psychics, if you will, but not to get answers. But because at that time, in that period of my life, I was not a hundred percent confident and trusting. So I needed some outside a confirmation of what I already knew. And I really, I haven't for, God, maybe 10 or 15 years, you know. I mean, my wife, she likes to go to them, and I'll go, and sure, I'll participate. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But again, it's always going to be, it's always on me, and that's where it should be. Absolutely. That's why I call myself a small medium at large. I'm not a medium. <laughs> <laughs> 
I so love it. I, I know. I can't, it's my outrageous sense of humor, but the the whole thing is really based on how that person feels. Yeah. So I honor you for that. No, I trust. I trust my feeling, my intuition. If my if I hear a voice in my head, I know it's not mine, and I tell him to shut up and get out. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yes, absolutely. Sherry Anshari is my guest. Busting Out of the Matrix is the book, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and thank you all for staying with us, both myself as well as Sherry Anshari, author of Busting Out of the Matrix. And Sherry, First of all, I want to thank you so much for the time you've given us here on the program. Uh, it's really, uh, I'll say it, it's the word that came to my mind. It's really been a blessing uh, to have you on the program, to to have this kind of a conversation. And as you said earlier, whether you agree or disagree, uh, if it vibrates, if if your resonance vibrates with this and, and you want to, as I say, go to our smorgasbord table, and partake. Please do so. If it doesn't vibrate, if it doesn't match your vibration, stay away from it for now. But pick something else and then come back again and again and again, because eventually you will get to the point where you're ready to bust out of the matrix, your matrix, uh, and uh, and find out more. So we encourage you to do that. And again, I thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Richard. You're a blessing. As always, I have three final questions that I ask all of my guests. Before I do, I need to let you, the listener and the viewer, know that you are listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And as Sherry has already said, we're looking for those new ways of living because all you have to do is look around you. The old ways don't work anymore. So we hope that you will uh, consider some of these new ways. We also hope that you will consider listening to Tell Me Your Story Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. In addition to our 9 a.m. Wednesday broadcast, it's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. The podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We also encourage you to go to YouTube and listen to and watch these interviews. And as to the podcasts and videocasts, please subscribe. Not because I want higher numbers on my subscribers, but because you'll be notified every time there is a new podcast or video cast posted so we hope that you'll do that if you'd like to support the work that we are doing financially we can use all the help we can get and we have a paypal account it is there for your security as well as ours and there is a link on richarddugan.com the homepage, where you can click on it and uh, you can contribute whatever you can folks will take energetic support as well we also encourage you as we've been talking throughout the program to participate in the decade of perfect vision the 2020s where we ask you to go within and listen to yourself that still small voice your divine voice we hope that you will do that and with that we go to our three final questions for our special guest who is the author of busting out of the matrix who is sherry anshari anshara who is sherry anshara well sherry anshara is a very joyous person inside who loves to share knowledge whether you agree with her or not, that's who I am. I've always been this way. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? 
for people to remember who they are because who they aren't doesn't matter and to become a real human. And finally, what is your life's purpose? To do exactly what I'm doing now and have always done is to provide knowledge for individuals and whether they accept it or not, but maybe in part of accepting their knowledge that they remember in their cellular memory who they are because who they aren't doesn't matter. Well, Sherry, once again, thank you so much for being with us. And I thank you for listening to and watching. Tell me your story. New paradigms for a new world. Again, we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I'm listening.